Check my inbox and what do I see? Just another day, another T-R-A-D-E I'm an addict And I need it in my veins, I'm an addict Otherwise I feel plain now Every day I wake up, people got a problem Making all these trades up, got me singing got em, But I've been paid up, I even started from the bottom See I don't wait up, I ain't even playing possum So what it cost them just a couple of firsts Can't believe that it worked, not to say I'm a jerk But I'm an addict, it's what I said in the first You can curse all you want, you can pray in your church But I'ma keep tapping return, I win up I learn I ain't trying to burn any bridges I yearn For the feeling I earn, I'ma win it's a turn You had a cheek before I drop you like the beat I'm an addict, and I'm not really ashamed I'm an addict, I'm a climber with the brain I'm an addict, and the pot is what I'm playing I'm an addict, Russell Rocky Other names, Trade Addicts Pie Let's go I am Dynasty Outhouse, and I have a trading problem I am Rocky Petrella, and I also have a trading problem. Hey, everybody, and welcome to session 288 of the Trade Addicts podcast, a Thursday midday edition, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts podcast network, the DAP network, if you will. And I don't care that it's Thursday afternoon. We still will. Actually, I love midday recording. I love not working, I guess is really what it comes down to. Um, But, oh, man, it's... I mean, like, I we finally have some good news along the way, but, like, the fan... I don't know what I did to the fantasy gods and <laughs> goddesses and overlords and sovereigns and whatever other words out there of the celestial beings of fantasy football, but they don't want me to win this year, and it hurts my soul. <laughs> um, so I, I went to a couple of fantasy football sites. I, I looked for everything that was news and I wrote it all down. It's not all worth talking about, but it's still worth mentioning because there's a lot. So I'm going to go through it all. And then Rocky, you know, you tell me if you want to talk about any of it. And there's one or two things I, I, I do. Uh, so it's with Levis time. Woo. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I, Tannehill was my QB three in SFB and my first two are on by this week. So that sucked for me. <laughs> So I had to go pick up Danny DeVito, and I know that's not his real name, but that's what I'm calling him anyway. Um, Carson Wentz signs with the Rams, of course. That's that hilarious to me. For <laughs> my QB2 in Matt Stafford and my most rostered quarterback in Matt Stafford. But hey, Devon Achan's coming back in week 11. It, it is, it's not even like designated. They, they said he's going to be ready to play in week 11, which is fantastic news. My SFB team is going to be very grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, that does not affect me whatsoever. Neither does Justin Jefferson being designated to return. He, I don't believe he started practicing yet. I haven't seen anything today, but it's only 1230, you know, 1130 in Minnesota. So I don't know if they reported what's going on yet, but he's designated. I think there's what, like two, three weeks for him to be able to start playing before something bad happens. I don't. I've never seen the consequences happen, so I don't know if it's a fine or if it's uh, yeah. I don't know like what it is he either. Goes IR rest of season, but Frank says he practiced it limited yesterday. Um, what else do we got? Cam Akers tears his Achilles. Like that's, that's unbelievable. Yeah, so, so bad. But in all capital letters, Kyler's coming back. Woo-hoo! Apparently, there's a new Call of Duty coming out this week, also, which is <laughs> hilarious. I did not know that, but that is great. 
Uh, Khalil Herbert is activated. Daniel Jones tears his ACL. Dallas Goddard fractures his forearm. And Darren Waller was put on the IR. <sighs> so we have we have questions about Kyler. So we'll get to Kyler later. Uh, now, I know you were not the biggest Will Levis guy. I wasn't the biggest Will Levis guy. But we have two games in. And one of them was against a very good defense. Herbert's not playing tonight. Herbert's not playing tonight? I don't think I have any Herbert, so it doesn't really affect me, but I had no idea yeah. there was something wrong. Oh, Khalil Herbert, not just. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, Khalil Herbert's not playing tonight, no. Um, don't scare me like that, Frank. Um, but, like, we saw we saw two games, and we saw a game against a very, very good defense, but he didn't play bad. He didn't throw a touchdown. He didn't – I don't think he turned the ball. I know he didn't throw an interception. I don't think he fumbled, but, like – I don't think so, yeah. The – I don't know if he's fearless or stupid to be able to literally just stand there with a th- like a three extra man blitz coming at him and just stands poised and throws the ball like and also because he has the arm he has it's not the biggest deal that he can't set his feet because like the guy could be on his knees backwards and throw the ball 60 yards because that's just the arm he has so whether he's great, whether he's terrible, which I, I, I think we can say he's not terrible, though, wait till the t- other teams get tape on him, blah, blah. But, like, he seems good. Like, he seems like if you took him at the end of the first, you're, you're happy with what you got. And I never really saw him go earlier than the end of the first. So it feels like it's nice payoff. Yeah, I mean, I'm still waiting to see, but that's probably because uh, I was a big Will Levis detractor um, coming out of the draft. So, yeah, there's two nice games. I'd like to see more. Uh, but I definitely think it's already a decent payoff. I mean, he's a starting quarterback probably for the rest of the year. That alone in his rookie year, being picked in the NFL's second round, yeah. uh, is probably a good payoff on what you paid for him in rookie drafts anyway. A lot of a lot of drafts I saw him going in the early second. He definitely was a late first in some. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, if you spent like the 202 on him just – Getting getting him in the starting lineup halfway through the season is a win, and, and the fact that he's looked good is a bonus on top of it. Uh, so obviously, given where I started from, if I had any, which I don't, obviously, yeah. I'd probably be looking to sell soon, especially if he has another good game or two. And maybe that's just maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he's going to be a, a you know an all pro, I, and you're you're selling too low. But that, that that would be my take. I'd be I'd be happy to get the uh, the return on investment if you can get a first for him next year and maybe get somebody better, like whether it's a quarterback or a receiver, whoever. Next year's class is all supposed to be pretty good. Uh, I'd be leaning that way, but again, I don't want to I don't want to kill him too much because he has looked good. So I, I can't. There's not much I can really say. He he's looked good. He had he had four touchdowns the first game and no touchdowns the second, but but looked good while doing it. Yeah, and what really got me was the no interceptions. And clearly he's going to throw some. He's not the passer C.J. Stroud is who's going to break every single record ever for rookie quarterbacks. And that's part like throwing for 6,000 yards last game. Yeah, and that's not part of what I thought was going to be part of the problem with Levis, his interception. So, yeah, that is a big, big uh, plus there. Yeah, so, I mean, that's going to regress. He's not going to throw four touchdowns or zero every week. He's going to make some mistakes, but – like you said, like you, you feel good about what you have in that. And I guess you answered my question in, would you just take that late first you most likely spend or early second, you get your late first in 24, you're willing to just 
say, cool, that worked out. Move yeah, on. Yeah, I think so. I, 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 but again, if you drafted him in the late first, you might be more of a Will Levis believer than I am. So I, I did not draft him anywhere in the late first. And I don't even think, like I said, I think I have zero shares. So I don't think I even got him in the early second. But uh, I, I'm fine cashing out. I, I, get, I don't know enough about the back end of the class to know if it's, you know, what exactly you're getting there yet. But I think I'd be fine rolling it over. Um, and I, I, I wouldn't uh, fault anybody, too. Maybe, like I said, maybe you give him a little more. If he keeps playing well, you can get maybe more than a late first. If he, if he has another four-touchdown game in the next two weeks, maybe you can get a first and a second or something from somebody uh, um, rebuilding and, th- and thinks Will Levis is going to be the next big thing or something like that. Yeah, truth is, if he doesn't look awful – for the rest of the season. I think his value goes up. Yeah. Like he's absolutely there's enough people who don't or didn't I could I guess start to say believe in Will Levis that if he just doesn't suck for the rest of the season his value is yeah. probably going to go up because there's going to be a lot of QBs getting older and Will Levis is young and gigantic and yeah. I mean we see it right it, now. So people like, and can run so people like the idea of that and he'll probably be pushed up to that like QB12 amorphous blob of an area especially now that Kirk Cousins is going to fall Daniel Jones is going to fall like Dak no matter how well Dak does he's still going to fall once the season ends because he's a cowboy and he's Dak Prescott like so Will Levis has probably a easy shot of being a top 12 quarterback at the end of the season yeah and you see it right now like there's there's it seems like there's barely enough quarterbacks to quarterback half the league right now so yeah. um, right. Uh, and and a lot of the a lot of that isn't just injury a lot of it is, or if it is injury it's injury to old guys Aaron Rodgers Matthew Stafford right now Kirk Cousins is getting older you know all this stuff Daniel Jones was never that not old but never that good to begin with and now yeah. towards ACL so yeah the the quarterback situation in the league is not ideal right now. So uh, he's going to hold a lot of value. If he stays healthy and like you said, just doesn't suck. Uh, I think he's definitely going to be worth a bit. So it probably does make more sense to hold on to the cash out after two games. And, but, but, but again, if he, if he's like really good for the next month, then I think it's going to boom even quicker than, than just making it through the season, not sucking. So that yeah. then I might, I think I'd hold right now, actually, now the more that we talk it out. Um, Frank says, would you attach a pick to him to upgrade? Always. Yes, that <laughs> I, I would definitely do, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's really funny. I have a friend who, him and I do a lot of football card stuff together, and he has this paralysis when it comes to selling anything. Because he's like, but if this happens, it'll be worth more. But if this happens, it'll be worth more. And and my answer to him is, your odds of selling anything in the world at exact peak value are so low that if you can get a profit, you take your profit and it's fine. And I mean, of course, we're not talking, you know, Bitcoin or Apple stock. I mean, we're, you know, and Will Levis, we're not talking about Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes. So like, he's not going to very easily anytime soon be worth three firsts. So if you can get a first and a second and, oh man, he's worth two firsts in a couple of weeks, you didn't really miss out on much. You got your profit. It's fine. Um, so like, just don't, don't get paralyzed when it comes to, but he could be worth more, but he could be worth more. If you don't believe in the guy and you can get your profit, just, just take it. Don't, don't overthink it. This is mostly for fun. Unless you play big money leagues, in which case don't listen to me. Cause that terrifies me. And <laughs> I could not play in big money leagues. I'd be too afraid to do anything. Frank's question in the chat is an interesting one. I'm curious your answer. 
I think I know what I would do. But would you do Levison at first for Kyler? The only reason I say no is because of a new offense for Kyler. It's going to take him time to to come in and do well. I'll probably regret it in a couple of weeks if Kyler comes out and looks like Kyler. But if they're for the next few weeks and I'm okay with my Levis points, no, 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 no. The answer is yes. I would do that because I believe in Kyler as a quarterback and I firmly believe that they're putting him out there to succeed. Maybe if it is to keep losing games and to trade him away so they can get Caleb or whatever, they're not, there's no reason to put Kyler out there for him to fail because they want to trade him away if they're going to get Caleb. They don't just want him as a backup. That's a, way too expensive and bad management though the nfl who knows so yes my my answer is, is absolutely yeah i would send levison hopefully a late first for kyler but i would do that yeah it would have to be a late first for me and i i mostly agree i do think you may be given still i think the general attitude around kyler maybe not need to like i might try and get a second fat like levison oh, first for kyler and his, no i mean but i might i would i mean yeah. i would do that anyway without thinking yeah. i would do that I just I just feel like people are still so down on Kyler besides like me and maybe you uh, that that you could maybe get that done. I, I would like obviously you always try and get a little more, but I, I would probably push hard on that. I would probably eventually cave to Levis in the first, but I, I would uh, I would act like I wouldn't. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, Carson Wentz signing with the Rams. I mean, you, you don't want to go pick up Carson Wentz and. I'm praying this is just that their backup was bad, so they want someone who's played the game before. I'm hoping Staff, because Stafford was questionable last week. They they were talking like he was at least throwing a ball. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this week off is enough for him to come back, and then if something re-injures or if they're just that bad and they don't want to risk breaking the dude's thumb off and they bench him for the rest of the season. But I if that's the case, I still just don't know about wanting Wentz. That scares me a little bit for Puka and for uh, Cooper, though. Cooper Cup. Yeah, he's uh, just going to get sacked all over the place. That's what he does. He holds yeah. on the ball too long, and he throws intercept. Like, I still can't believe, like, as an Eagles fan, that he was that actually as good as he was in 2017, like, given most of the rest of his career. <laughs> I know. I, that, which is also another reason that, you know, I've gotten skittish at boosting up especially quarterbacks because we got burned a couple in a row i mean there was like carson wentz there was baker like there was a couple of people that were great their rookie year and then not and of course that screws you over for like when justin herbert comes in and does what he does and like you're worried but no justin herbert kept doing it yeah baker was like mid first round startup at one point which is he was people put (laughs) be one and two or two it was yeah very yeah I mean, I think that's all the news that's really worth talking about. Daniel Jones is ACL. Darren Waller is IR at this point. Man, I'm scared for Saquon because he's literally all they're going to have. And there's nothing you could really do. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Uh, so so let's move on to the, you know, let's leave the questions first because we're talking about this stuff. So let's just go for it. Um, well, Frank is in the chat, but he also said beforehand, uh, time to buy all Cardinals. Kyler and Connor on the way back makes Hollywood and McBride better. Um, I tried to buy Hollywood from you last week, but you just didn't answer the trade <laughs> in time, which worked out well for me because I offered you Tank Dell and then he went nuts. 
So glad I revoked that right before the game started. Um, honestly, yes. Yeah, like if they were doing well before, they're going to yeah. do better now. Hollywood was solid with, with Dobbs. Yeah, Hollywood, I mean, yeah. he's just good. That's what yeah. that comes down to. Uh, but like McBride, like Kyler did use their tight ends. It might be game plan, but still we see this guy's game plan is still to use the tight end because McBride started doing, you know, I didn't want it to be this way for Ertz to fade. Like I I love Zach Ertz, so I didn't want him to get hurt, but we knew it was like a year or two and then Ertz was gone and McBride was going to be the guy. He's good. Yeah. And here he is. He's going to do well. So Kyler coming back is only good things. Connor, I'm less excited about. I mean, I have him on a team or two, but he wasn't doing great at the beginning of the year. And the offense was doing okay. Of course, Kyler makes the offense even better. But, like, I'm not going and buying Connor all that much. Like, if if I can get him for a couple of thirds, sure. But I don't even think I really want to spend a second on him. And I'm pretty willing to throw my seconds around on a competing team like they're nothing. So like, eh. yeah, I think you're right. I was just looking it up. He, he was, uh, I thought he was a little, a little better uh, than you were saying, but really he wasn't. <laughs> um, he, he, he was basically in the, you know, he had 12, 16, he had a 20 point game week three and then 6.6, 4.6, which I guess is the game he got hurt. Uh, so yeah, I, he's old and yeah, it's coming off an injury. He's, "Quote unquote injury prone." Anyway, yeah, I don't think I. I don't even know. It, it would have to be like I have to be pretty sure it's the two twelve if I was going to give up a second. I think. Yeah, and oh man, I had something to say and it's gone. The only positive I can say for acquiring Connor or having Connor on your team and feeling optimistic is that none of their running backs did anything worthwhile while he was gone, and they didn't go out and get another running back. So he's going to be the dude, and they're not really gonna. No one's gonna take touches away from him. So I guess he'll get the volume, and you just got to hope he does something with it. Um, another player I'm fascinated with is Christian Watson. Obviously, he's dead weight for now. But with a new QB, could he be a, could be a monster? Is he a sneaky buy? I don't think Love is playing poorly enough that they're going to be able to do something at quarterback. Like, they're going to have to go out and legitimately pay for a quarterback. And I don't know if he's doing poorly enough for them to do that. Kirk Cousins? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. I, I think he probably does need a QB change to really be unlocked. I still like him, uh, and he did show us flashes last year. Uh, but I just don't know that with Jordan Love in that offense, that it's ever going to really happen the way we want for Christian Watson. Yeah, like I really think that maybe after this season they see enough of love and then they maybe alter a game plan to more to his, I I haven't watched a lot of green Bay games, so I don't know how bad it is. Like we just knew at the beginning of the season, his touchdown rate was unsustainable and it has been, you know, like it regressed, like it it went down. So I, I have a couple of Christian Watson shares that I have been trying to move mostly because they're on competing teams and well, it's nice to have the upside of like maybe upside of the future. I just want my points now. And I was hoping for what we saw last year and it doesn't seem to be happening. Yeah. 
I'm with you. I have some that I that I I, I think I even gotten offers for that. I, I feel like now I probably should still like equivalent to like late first offers and and yeah. Now I don't know that you're getting that. So. Yeah, if I could get late first for Christian Watson at this point, I would probably take it again. Yeah, it team. So hopefully it's a player scoring points of that yes. value. But like if I can get something like that, I'd probably just take it. And, but like if you do believe in him, you can go get him cheap now. So like if you can pay a second for Christian Watson on a bad team a middling team that's absolutely a great upside play because if they do change quarterback or if they do change the game plan and he's more than just a yolo run straight guy because we've seen that he can do more than that or just if he has an 80 percent aaron Rodgers s quarterback which there's a couple you know of like you know so he can do better. So that's absolutely a good buy if you do believe in him. Me, I, they were just in case shares, and I'm feeling pretty met about it at this point. So, I mean, I'm not going out and getting any. Yeah, I, I don't know that. I, I don't even know that I'm that interested in acquiring. Just like you said, I, I'm worried Love's going to be there too too long before anything really happens with him. Uh, 20, 21, 22, 23 is his last year with the fifth year option. Yeah, I thought they did sign him to like either pick. I don't know who was picking up the option. I think they actually gave him a contract that took him through next oh, year. Oh, that's right. Like they that. did extend yeah. him. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's I right. think it's just through next year. I think yeah. he gets like twenty mil or something next year, like that. Uh, I could be totally wrong on the numbers, but I, I, he did get something that I think takes him through twenty four, and then they can cut bait if they need to. But that's still a long time to wait if you don't think Love and Watson can can be a thing. Yeah. Uh... Steve, uh, Josh Dobbs is showing himself to be a decent bridge QB. He can join a new team, quickly learn the basics of the offense, and at least stabilize the position for a while. Maybe Ryan Fitzpatrick is a decent comp in that way because they're both brilliant. Um, <laughs> though certainly a different playing style. Not, no one, Almost no one will ever be Ryan Fitzpatrick's playing style, and yeah. it should <laughs> stay that way. <laughs> what value would you place on a QB like Dobbs that is not going to be a long-term answer for any team but could be starting somewhere every year? The answer to that is always like an early second to me. It's the kind of guy that when he's starting, when he's playing, you'll want a late first for, but the non-point scoring season's going to hit. He probably won't be under contract, but you know he's going to end up somewhere and either be a very, very good backup or someplace like he'll be the next Teddy Bridgewater. You know, the guy that's going to go somewhere, Andy Dalton, go for a year, go play. And that absolutely has value, but I'm not paying a first for that if i can like but i'm willing to pay a second and then try and sell him for a first once the season starts and it turns out he's playing but again worst case scenario you paid a second for a very good backup in which case that's not bad yeah i don't i i don't know that anybody's really given up a first for josh Dobbs, even when he's playing and in season that that's what i'm willing to get i don't even know if i would give a second during in off season, if I felt like he was going to be a backup, like I, I'd have to know he's starting and getting me points. He was definitely worth a, a second, you know, playing for the Cardinals. He had he yes. put up some, some nice games there, but uh, in the non-point scoring season, I, and if, I don't believe he has a chance to really start if he goes somewhere where he's clearly the backup, um, or or even just in line to be the backup, in, unless something yeah. goes crazy. I don't think that I would really want to give up the second I, i'd have to know that he's in my lineup scoring points that's and fair that's to get to a second for for i would never give up a first for dust <laughs> i don't care how many points he's scoring i wouldn't believe it well if if he's somewhere and he's starting like if he goes to 
if he goes to the Packers, I mean, just making up a team at this point, like if he goes to the Packers, they sign him to a three-year deal, which is usually really a two-year deal. I think he's probably worth the first. But like, like Rocky said, if it's somewhere where it's maybe, <laughs> yeah. you know, that, then that's that makes it a little harder. That 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 definitely makes you not want to pay a first. But if he goes somewhere and he's the starter, like he's shown that he's good enough. To be worth the first. Do you think that that might that'll actually happen with him though? That'll go somewhere where he looks like he's going to be the starter. Man, the QB landscape is scary enough. It is bad. We just talked about that. But yeah. like, it, it, this sounds terrible, but there's no better time right now <laughs> to to be in a situation where you can go somewhere. Hopefully, he stays healthy and be ready to go because there's a lot of injury, a lot of havoc going on right now. Um, and well, Eric was the next question. He's asking questions in the chat also. So let's go through them all. Uh, what are your thoughts on fields when he returns is fields like Kyler where the team needs to either showcase him or build his confidence for next year. The team needs to play him to his style. I don't know why they feel like the first four game, they need to try and make him a pocket passer. I get it. You don't want your franchise guy to be running around like a madman, but you want Justin Fields running around like a madman, just like you want Kyler running around like a madman, just like you want Josh Allen, just like you want Lamar Jackson. Of course, like Lamar Jackson first rookie year when he was running like 20 something times a game. All right, slow down, bro. We don't want you to die. Like, but you you want Fields moving, even if it is just like Russell Wilson behind the line of scrimmage when he was younger. Like you need Justin Fields needs to be moving. And they need to commit to him being him. So, like, uh, if that's the case, I I mean, I'm a Justin Fields fan. I believe that even if the Bears end up with the one or two pick, one and two pick, I should say, which looks very likely with Kyler starting because the Cardinals have the one at the moment. Kyler's worth a win or two on his own, even if the team is bad, which means Fields is either getting moved and Caleb's going to start or they're going to move the 101 and have the ability to make their team better. So I'm a fan of fields in general. I think he's good. I think they should give him, if they're smart, they just go back to what they did the two, three games before he got hurt. And for the last two thirds of last season. Yeah. You said it. It, It's so weird. The beginning of both of the last two seasons, they seemed to misuse him and then they figured it out. And just this year he got hurt. But I mean, even hell, even with the, this last game for the Bears, I don't know if you saw Badgett had like 60, 70 yards rushing or something yeah. like that. Uh, so, yeah. And, and it, it, I mean, on the season, uh, if you go by points per game, and this is including a six and a half um, in the game he got uh, injured, um, he's QB 12 in points per game. And that's with the slow start and with an injured game in there. So, like, He's good, and he's good from a fantasy perspective. Maybe, you know, he hasn't proven it totally from a passing perspective, but uh, I still think we saw that on tape in college. Um, He was a very good passer, and if they let him run, uh, that that could help open up the passing as well. Yeah, and he and DJ Moore have shown that they can play well together. And, man, they're in line to get Marvin Harrison Jr. if they want, who would be a perfect complement to DJ Moore because – there's like a foot and a half difference between <laughs> the two of them. So like, I, I really do. I believe in Justin Fields and I believe that it's not hard from where the bears stand to make him good. They just need to actually do it. Yep. Uh, his question that he gave before, 
what one player is crushing your soul the most through the first half of the season, either through their own terrible play or by making someone you had high hopes, someone you had high hopes for underperforming or obsolete? I mean, my real my after week one of Calvin Ridley, <laughs> I've been crushed ever since. Like, I get that offense is weird. It likes to go up and like they they are not a consistent offense, but like. All of a sudden, Calvin Ridley can't beat double coverage, and it's weird. And other teams are just letting Christian Kirk go nuts instead of spreading the defense out. Um, so that that's absolutely hurting me. And and it's funny, like Roman in here brings up Higgins, but the thing is, I I'm going on. Um, yeah, I was. I forgot who said it in the first place. I think it was JJ Zacharyson said it a week or two ago. We just, this past game, had our first game of what seemed like a healthy Joe Burrow and a healthy T. Higgins on the same field at the same time. At the beginning of the season, Joe Burrow was hurt, and then T. Higgins got hurt, and it took two, three games for Higgins to get back. Like The second game back for Higgins, Tyler Boyd ran more routes and had more snaps and had more targets. But then last week, Higgins goes eight for 110. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not worried about I was never worried about T Higgins. He's he's going to be fine. It was just a very crappy situation to begin the season. I mean I'm more like man, I quarterbacks are crushing my soul just because they're all getting hurt. Every single quarterback I own is hurt and or has a week 10 bye. <laughs> and <laughs> I I have a couple of teams that don't have a starting quarterback either from injury or for bye week and it is my fault for not looking, I guess. But I mean, that's, that's my like Calvin Ridley and her quarterbacks is really what hurt me more than anything else. Can I say um, the entire Atlanta offense is crushing my soul? Sure. <laughs> I mean, well, Arthur Smith is crushing. Yeah, basically soul. that's what it is. Arthur Smith is probably Drake London hasn't good. been doing terribly the past few games. He got hurt, you know, missed this past week, but he's not, he didn't make that ascension we hoped, prayed for, even though we didn't have that much hope with Desmond Ritter. Um, but like he's getting, he was getting targets. You know, once they realized that Bijan's a scrub and that Tyler Algier is in fact exactly. their starting running back, um, you know, they were throwing the ball a decent amount, and L- London was getting his shares. Of course, you can't throw the ball enough to have Jonu Smith also get his deal. And then, you know, you give Pitts whatever's left over. Um, someone pointed out on FanDuel or DraftKings or whatever, Jonu Smith is actually more expensive than Kyle Pitts this week. Yeah, is there like a bigger front office coach disconnect in the league? They drafted three top 12 offensive skill players, and he wants to use none of them in favor yeah. of Jonu Smith and Tyler Algier. And I don't know, Mac Hollins or whatever the hell else he's throwing out there at receiver. I just, I do not, especially Bijan is like, he's the one's really, I have him on a redraft team that's a high buy and it's crushed. That's really crushing my soul because he looked amazing the first couple of games. And then, like you said, they decided, wait a second, we have Tyler Algier. Why are we running Bijan out there? Yeah. It's just, it's killer. I don't, I, I do not understand, like, did they, I don't understand how he doesn't, give these guys more work. Like you like Johnu, Johnu Smith is a viable tight end start now because 
Arthur Smith. I'm not going to lie. I love it. I was always a John Deere. <laughs> 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 Pitts is there. I never said it was good for the situation. I'm just saying I'm happy John is finally doing something. Yeah. All right, so let's get to the trade addicts trades. Trade addicts leagues are 12 teams, super flex, PPR, tight end premium with 1.75 points per tight end reception and 0.05 points for return yardage, except for TA1. First trade Kyler Murray, Jalen Hyatt, and a 24 third for Dak Prescott and Ken Walker. That's tough. I know. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to start. <laughs> Here's my thing. You know, I Frank asked the question in the Cool Kids Club yesterday and on the grind yesterday, like, are we panicking about Ken Walker? And my answer was, no, he's just falling back to reality. Like, Ken Walker had a very, very good start to the season. And f- another Pete Carroll move of letting Zach Charbonnet outsnap the guy that's been playing very well. Um, but the thing is, even last year, Ken Walker did well when that offense was running very well. That offense has not run very well at all this season, which was why it was surprising how well he was. Ken Walker was doing at the beginning of the year. Sorry, Kenneth Walker um, was doing at the beginning of the year. So, like, this is more along the lines of what I expected, though. Charbonnet out snapping uh, Walker, but only getting like four carries for nine yards is not a great sign. Just, no. just to put that out there. But Dak Prescott is scoring really well. Like, this past three games, he's averaging over 25 points a game. Uh, C.D. Lamb is crushing it. Jake Ferguson is apparently a tight end one. Like, I mean, I get that there's that age difference, but I don't care at quarterback. I don't think Dak Prescott's going anywhere. So I think I'm going to take Dak Prescott and Ken Walker here. Yeah, I'm with you, even though I am a a Kyler Murray stan. Uh, I would rather have Kyler over Dak, but Ken Walker is a really big add to, to, to get to, to Kyler. Um, and I, I, yeah, I think I take the, I take the, the young running back and Dak Prescott, like you said, he's starting to look better. Um, they are, they are becoming a little more of a passing offense now too. Uh, and, I just I can't I can't give up that much for Kyler. I, I, the part of the reason I like Kyler so much is you don't have to give up that much. So, uh, and this is this would be a little too much for me. So I, I would take the Dak side. And, and of course, this seems like a rebuilding move, right? Like I don't remember who made this trade or anything, but it seems like you know I had not you know metaphorically me, not me, me. You know I have Dak and Ken Walker, and I wanted to start getting younger, start thinking to next year. This is a smart idea. I just I want more than Hyatt and a third being added to it. Yeah. I think that's where I'm stuck. I'm with you. Okay, the next one, man. Puka is the village bicycle in TA one, and the thing <laughs> is, Jim has sent him and like he. I don't know what his de- like the abusive relationship between Jim and Puka Nakua is, but he keeps going back and forth, and it's kind of hilarious to watch. Uh, the first trade is Chris Olave for Puka and a 25 second. Now, Rocky, this is probably easier or more interesting coming from you because your feelings on Chris Olave vary very differently from mine. So what do you think about what do you think about Puka and Chris Olave straight up in the first place? Like what, what's your feeling on the two of them? That's what. Uh, yeah, I saw this one. And I, it, it, it was an interesting one. And I what I came down to do for me is. Give me the 25 second. I actually think these two could be very similar. Like I've made the comparison that Puka could be the Robert Woods um, low end, uh, you know, low end one, high end two, even with Cooper Cup there another couple years. 
I'm yeah, not Luke sure. Luke was Chris... already old at the time, and that's what was great because it kept him cheap. <laughs> yes, but that's what I'm saying. You could be getting that kind of production out of Puka. It's, it's yeah. going to cost you more, and yeah. it is costing you more here. Um, but I think Alave, uh, I don't expect much more than that from him. So why wouldn't I take 25? I've said it all along. I'm not sure Alave is better than a wide receiver, too. Yeah. I don't think Puka Naku is worse than a wide receiver, too. Give me the 25 second. That's very fair enough. And, and <laughs> I mean, me personally, who is higher on Chris Olave than you are, I still think this is fine. And if this was sent to me on any way, like, I again, I don't know who made this. I'm pretty sure Kenny had this, had Chris Olave, in which case he's not sure competing. He so I love getting Puka in a second. I wish it was a 24 second, of course. Oh, here we go. It, um, Eric, I smashed except for Olave so fast. I got approached for a PED test right afterwards. Um, yeah, like, I get it. I, I do believe Olave has the ability to be a QB, a QB1. Um, they need a QB1 for him to be a wide receiver one. And and I don't mean Taysom Hill as their QB1 because he seems to be their QB1 at the moment. Um, who, again, Rocky did not answer my trade offer for Taysom Hill. You need to check your uh, trade offer. I did, offer. unless you sent me a new one. I think I sent you, like, no, before last week, I, th- I sent you two-thirds for Taysom, and you never answered it, and then he went nuts again, so I'm sure you wouldn't accept it now. Oh, that one, I yeah, I rejected. You should have taken it. Um, <laughs> though I think I had to start Hunter Henry, and he scored a touchdown, so it was fine. Uh, and, then I did, and then I didn't start Taysom. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, so, like, I believe in Olave, but if I'm not good, and I can get a wide receiver who has shown similar range of outcomes for me doing it in a different way because like to me Olave can be that wide receiver one kind of player he just needs the team to let him do that and Puka clearly is not that x type he has Cooper Cup on the team like Rocky said the Robert Woods of two or three years ago who's still gonna score you a lot of points yeah so, yeah, I love getting a little bit on top of that. But on the other hand, again, if you believe in Olave, this is a pretty easy price to pay. So I like this trade a lot for both of them. Yeah. And then right away, Jim was just like, I, I miss Puka too much. I can't take it anymore. And he sends a 24 first and Michael Wilson for Puka. Man, Michael Wilson might be the move to make right now. Like, he's on the field a lot and doing pretty well with what he's getting from Josh Dobbs and Clayton Toon, if that, that's his name, right? Clayton. Clayton Toon, yep. Um, so he might be the a great, you know, the Cardinal we did not talk about so far to go get. So I don't remember where this 24 first would be, but sending a first for Puka, a first plus a little bit for Puka is right on par for me. So this is, again, absolutely fine. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, I think it's basically yeah, even. I think uh, I think it was like mid to late. So uh, the first, which is pretty, like you said, pretty much the value right now. Yeah. And I, like you said, Wilson is is getting a lot of run. He hasn't like he had one kind of splash game where I think he scored a couple touchdowns. Other than that, he hasn't been doing a ton fantasy wise in terms of production this year, but. Uh, he's definitely showing signs that he could be a, a legit player. So uh, I like getting that little add in when you get, when you're sending off Puka for a first. Yeah. Like he's having the year a rookie year for a wide receiver. You'd love to see, like if we were, you know, 
if this were a third round drafted wide receiver, I think actually Michael Wilson may have been a third round drafted wide receiver. Like, he was, but like the very end, I have his page up right now. Yeah, there you go. Like we would be happy with the season this guy was having if we were expecting him to do well. So yes. the fact that no one really had Michael Wilson in their thoughts and he's doing this, I feel like should be a bigger deal. But the fact that it's not means maybe you could just get him cheaper. Um, next trade is. A very important lesson. Don't make trades with people you're playing this week. Because, well, I had Evan Engram on my team and no other tight end. And I wanted to go get Travis Kelsey. So I trade Josh Jacobs and Evan Engram for Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey scores six points. Josh Jacobs scores like 26 points. And I lost by like seven. <laughs> um, so, but... Yeah, I sent Josh Jacobs and Evan Engram for Travis Kelsey. My TA2 team is... I hate how many players I have so I was looking to condense I hate running backs and Josh Jacobs has been up and down though of course now it looks like he's crushing it um and then I just want Travis Kelsey on all of my teams so that's honestly what made me go and do this I felt good about it I still feel fine about it it sucks that I lost last week but I'm not I don't care I want (laughs) Travis Kelsey I'm with you. Give me, give me Kelsey. I know he had a horrible game this week. Um, maybe he's in store for more because uh, Taylor's on tour. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So, um, but, uh, but no, he's he's been looking. You know, after the early injury, he uh, before the first game, he's been looking really, you know, like Travis Kelsey uh, until this week. So I, yeah, I, I'll just give me all those points, especially in a one point seven five tight end premium. Uh, I. Josh Jacobs is actually, if you look at total points, doing pretty well. But he's, like you said, been up and down. I don't trust the Raiders with Aiden O'Connell at the helm now. So, uh, and Evan Ingram is having a nice, a very nice season, though, yeah. better than I thought it was going to be. With with Ridley added in there, I thought there were going to be kind of too many, uh, too many mouths to feed. And I, I didn't love Ingram this year, and and he's proven me wrong. He 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 is. He's like a. After the, the elite guys, he's one of the best guys you can throw in there. Tight end yeah. four-ish or five-ish yeah. right now. Yeah. Um, all right, next one. J.K. Dobbins for Taysom Hill. I got to be honest. This was sent to me. I had Dobbins. Someone offered me Hill. I already had Travis Kelsey. I'm just like, J.K. Dobbins is practically zero value to me at the moment. I don't want anyone else getting Taysom Hill. All right. Dollar for fantasy cares. Let's go. Yeah, you you've been on a you've been on Taysom Hill shopping spree. It seems like this, but this wasn't even me. This was sent. To I know me. it's. I, I was wondering it. maybe this sparked it or something because yeah, you sent me a couple of different offers. I think I saw you get them. Uh, I think in maybe another trade. Uh, so yeah, I, that's perfectly fine to me. Yeah, Dobbins has like no value. Taysom Hill, no one wants to. Uh, no one can expect much for. No one wants to pay much for because. Even though he's had like three seventeen to twenty point games in a row, you're always worried he's just gonna he's gonna have three games in a row where he touches the ball three times too. So mm-hmm. nothing's dependable with him. So it, they both don't have much value. Taysom Hill scoring points. So if you're contending, Taysom Hill. If not, I'm fine taking a flyer on Dobbins coming back and being something. Yeah, like to me, this was a good a fine enough price to even just to play keep away. You yeah, know, not not let anyone else get those points. Uh, trade addicts three Quentin Johnston and a 25 first for Zay Flowers and a 25 third, which is hilarious because they were drafted back to back in every single draft. Um, I, I just won't, I'm not giving up on Quentin Johnston yet. He was 
raw-ish coming in. Like, I was kind of hoping they would treat him like Seattle treated DK when he came in, just have him run far and fast at the beginning and then start working him in. And it seemed like that started to happen. Like, two weeks ago, he had, like, three or four catches with under 10 yards of, you know, depth of target. And then, of course, last week didn't go his way. But it's just starting to – I think this is one of the receivers that – you know, in most cases, rookie wide receivers usually don't start to hit until the second half of the season, the second, like the last third. I think we're going to see a little bit of an emergence from Quentin Johnston. I don't think he's going to magically be a top 12 wide receiver in any way, shape or form. But we've also seen a slump from Zay Flowers the past couple of games. I got to be honest, if I have Zay Flowers and someone threw Quentin Johnston and any first at me, I probably take it because I believe in Johnston. But I do like I, – I am now higher on Zay Flowers than I was before. Like, I literally drafted zero Zay Flowers over Quentin Johnston. When I had the picks in that area, I took Quentin Johnston. Yeah, we, we agree too much, Russ. Um, the, the first there is, again, is what's selling it for me. Like, obviously, uh, Zay Flowers has, has uh, looked pretty nice this year, had some uh, good games. He's kind of, I think, been uh, – the leading target getter wide receiver for the Ravens. So okay. that's exactly what you want to see out of a rookie. Uh, and we haven't seen much of Johnston, but like you said, I had Johnston rated higher coming out and it's not like he's been getting a lot of usage, which is good. And, and a lot of, uh, you know, running on the routes and getting on to a decent amount of targets, but it's not like he's been lighting the world on fire either. I, I uh, looked it up while you were talking. Wide receiver 46 right now is Zay Flowers. So um, he's been very solid for a rookie, and he's got a bunch of double-digit games, uh, but they're mostly in the 10 to 11, 12 range. So good stuff, but give me the first and the guy that I liked coming out more. Exactly. Uh, yeah, we're skipping that next one. That's super boring. TA4, Javante Williams, Amari Cooper, and Zach Wilson for Elijah Moore, a 24 first and 25 second. I think of the players. Like, if let's, again, I don't know whose pick this was because I don't even know who did this trade, but let's say it's my first. I'm competing. It's my first, my 25 second. Elijah Moore is okay. Javante Williams had 27 carries last game like he's the dude there and and i never thought that was going to be the case because it never seemed like denver wanted a guy like they always seemed like they wanted multiple running backs but javante williams is there and he's going he's going to be the guy amari cooper is just really good is what it comes down to (laughs) and zach wilson is a starting quarterback that's that's the best i have to say about him (laughs) uh just the first uh, would currently be the 106, but the guy is 603. I mean, six and three, so he, he could be it's mid to late, it could be even yeah. later than, than, than that. I'm and sorry, like, like you, you, ha- you, you probably have to pay a first for Javante at this point, you probably have to pay a late first for Amari Cooper, you're paying the 25 second for Zach Wilson. So, if you're telling me I can give a mid to late 24 first and Elijah Moore for Javante and Amari Cooper, I do that. Yeah, I, I'm just going to keep agreeing with you, Russ, uh, as I knock my mic off my table. And, and, yeah, um, well, it's very strange that you agree with me so much that you just like, you know, this is ridiculous. I, I know. Uh, uh, the other yeah. way, like, again, this is another seems to be, I should say, because, again, I don't remember who made this trade. Another. All right. Well, my season's over, <laughs> you yeah. know, kind of move. I think I, I, I don't think. 
I get it. You like like Elijah Moore is good. He's doing all right, and he's younger, than, way younger than Amari Cooper. So that's fine. But I, I think I want a little more. Though I don't know, you get all that much more. So like maybe that is just the reality of what the value is. But I I don't feel great about it. Yeah, that's fine. All right, trade addict seven. This one hurt my soul a little bit because Casey sent me a trade for Sam Howell, and I have zero starting quarterbacks in TA7 at the moment. Um, and I don't remember what it was, but it was a, it was a bigger deal, and I just I couldn't do it. I rejected. And then a couple of minutes later, this deal comes through, and it was Sam Howell and a 24 second for a 24 first and 24 third. The fun part of this, all of the picks are from the same team. So she literally got a full 12 picks higher than the second. Like it, I love how clean and easy that is. So it's Sam Howell for a mid-second, for a mid-first, and, and a mid-third. Now, of course, Sam Howell is going to make this team better because, like him or not, he's like the QB6 right now. You know, he he's might not be the greatest in real life. The dude just hopefully survives the season with the amount of hits he takes, but he's scoring. He's doing well. So I think I would like, I like this both ways. If you don't believe in Sam Howell and you can get a first for him, you take it. Um, of course, sending back the second doesn't feel great on top, but still it's, a, you know, it's a full 12 picks and that makes me feel more than enough willing to just be like, yeah, that's fine. I'll do that. Um, TA8 is the next trade, and this was one of my panic moves. Um, Kirk Cousins got hurt. We all know that. Kirk Cousins is my quarterback. My Trade Addicts 8 team is, like, held together by bubblegum and not even, like, zip ties and duct tape. It's it's like scotch tape. It's not even, like, that strong, but it's held together. Um, So I sent Kirk Cousins, Trey Palmer, which hurt because I like Trey Palmer. and He's doing pretty well, kind of like the whole Michael Wilson thing. Like he's he's having a really good season. It's just there's other players doing better on that team. So it's it's not as noticeable. Um, So Kirk Cousins, Trey Palmer and a 25 first for Sam Howell and Austin Eckler. I mean, this. I was like, this was one of those things where that guy updated their trade bait and they put Howell and Eckler on there. And I'm like, okay. And it's, I mean, sending a 25 first for either of these guys seems fine. Cousins for either of these guys feels fine. So this felt like a fine trade. And I gave up the young wide receiver to get the deal done because they're rebuilding. I think you're completely wrong, Ross. Actually, liar. Actually, I agree with you again. <laughs> uh, you're saying exactly what I'm thinking. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think this is a perfect kind of uh, get some points trade. Like, twenty, especially with the 25 first instead of 24 first. It makes it a no-brainer to me to to take the points. And I'm not even a big Sam Howell guy, but he somehow keeps producing fantasy points. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, if, if you have cousins, you want to compete and – uh, I think he's and he's pretty much locked in for the rest of the year. So sure. at least um, it, it could be more. And given the way he uh, uh, is playing, he's having some really good games. He's having some really bad turnovers at times, too, and bad sacks. But <laughs> I think they're probably to to my surprise, because I did never expect this. I think they probably stick with them in the next year since they're not going to be able to get a high enough pick, most likely to to draft somebody 
that's obviously there to replace him. So yeah, at the moment they have pick twelve. They're four and five. It was actually a little higher than I thought. But I thought it was. They, I have no idea what the rest of their schedule looks like or any yeah. of that stuff. But I don't know. Like I, I think it's in very much in the realm of possibility that they roll another year with Sam Howell. I, I feel like he's shown enough, and that most coaches are arrogant enough to believe they could fix the kind of problems he has, like because. He he holds the ball too long. He doesn't process. It doesn't. Okay, again, this is a very seems like it doesn't seem like he processes the plays very quickly. Like mm-hmm. it takes some time to get through his reads, and that's that's coachable. Like you know, so I, I really feel like, especially with a good enough offensive coordinator like Eric Bieniemy, I I think they take the the you know non point scoring season to just be like, all right, we're gonna work on this because we don't want you dead at the age of like twenty four. So. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with bringing in other weapons as well. I love what Brian Robinson is doing, but if they can get like a running back back there to really help out the quarterback, I think that would be very good. So, yeah, I like Howell. Yeah, if he could play, if he could play the Eagles every week, he'd be a pro bowler, but unfortunately he can't. Well, I don't know. <laughs> he might not survive the pass rush to be able to. Uh, he still manages uh, something about the Eagles and and Bien-Ami's figured them out. Their defense out of like the two games Hal's played against the Eagles this year, I think might be his two best games of the year. Well, you're, almost the entire defense is hurt at this point, so yeah, I mean, that helps or hurts you. But uh, the next trade, oh, we have the next two trades. We have two Rasheed Rice trades. Uh, trade at X10 and trade at X11. Trade at X10, Rasheed Rice goes for a 24 second and Keaton Mitchell and an 11 Rasheed Rice and a 24 third for a 24 second and 25 second. I think I was the TA 11 one. And I literally just went, okay. Yeah. I, I, I feel like we might've had a similar Rasheed Rice trade in a previous week, but yeah, or I think this, delete, this is still on the sheet. You didn't delete it. No, I don't think that's so. I put it on there, but maybe it was from the last week because I got confused with the dates. I don't know. Oh. But um, I definitely think he's worth two seconds. I would need more than Keaton Mitchell. So the other one's only one second. So, yeah, I don't, I don't love that one. Uh, you, you, Rasheed Rice was basically drafted for a second. I think he's worth at least two, given what we've seen at this point. Um, yeah. He's not worth a first, so that's like kind of the perfect price for him. What's your thoughts on Keaton Mitchell, though? I know it was one game, just because I mean, like he just came back and healthy. It's not like he was being benched or anything, and he looks. He, I mean, he looks fast. He looks like he's ready to be back, and that's something they like. Four years ago, that could have been Justice Hill. They just didn't let him have that <laughs> shot back then. But like, like, I don't think he's going to be Devon Achan or anything like that. But I do. I think he has the ability to have games like he had this past week. Maybe not consistently, but clearly he seems like he's fast enough where any given play he can take it. Yeah. I mean, he was drafted so late that I, I don't think he's ever going to be more than, yeah, just a, a speedy little guy that, that might pop off here and there. I don't think they're ever going to use him like significantly. I, I, I just, when you have Gus Edwards scoring three touchdowns. every exactly. single game. You don't need to. So I think he's a nice piece for an NFL team. I just, I don't think you're ever going to have a point where you feel okay. Starting Keaton Mitchell in your lineup. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what league it was, but I did a trade for him and it was something very similar, like very silly, like a third for Mitchell. And I was just like, all right, whatever. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> if someone wanted to capitalize a little bit, I'm just like, yeah, fine, whatever. That's fine. Uh, but that's the end of our show sheet. So that is going to the end of our show. So, cause you know, I need to actually do some work today. Um, if 
what are we doing? I don't have anyone to thank because we didn't have a guest, but yeah. patreon.com slash tree addict bars. Patreon.com slash trade addicts pod. You can hang out with us while we record, talk to us, ask questions. Also, we have the Cool Kids Club, our chat on Discord, which is a ton of fun as well. And other than that, fantasycares.org. It's almost, well, it pretty much is toy shop in time for Toys for Tots. So every single penny is insanely appreciated. We have two giveaways going right now. Fantasycares.org slash GG for goodness giveaway. We are giving away a Dak Prescott signed mini helmet. You have a chance to win that. And fantasycares.org slash JDRF, Juvenile Diabetes Research Fund. You could win a Mark Andrews signed football jersey, which, of course, if you went to patreon.com slash tradeaddictspod, you could see me holding these things up right now. What or are you waiting for? You can come hang out with us on Tuesdays on the Fantasy Cares YouTube channel and see me do this as well because I run out of things to say, so I just hold things up to the camera. <laughs> but on that note, it's work time. Usually I'm saying it's bedtime, but it's I've got to do some freaking work today. Um, good night, everybody. I don't know what to do. <laughs> this is so weird. <laughs> I don't either. Thank, Thank you for you listening to the Great Addict Podcast, a proud member in the Dicey Addict Podcast Network. Follow your hosts at Dynasty Haha and at Dynasty FF Addict. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time on the Trade Addict Podcast. Poopy Pan, that is the best. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> <laughs>